Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. To see how the, your whole family rallied around you. You know, our daddy died and he got sick and he went to the hospital, but he loved you so much and he's always always around you. The energy that swooped over Elvis was Nick's energy. It was a 41-year-old man. I'm Dr. Amy Robbins and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium, and here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. Today, I have a guest on that I have sort of been watching, lurking, wanting to reach out, but a little bit hesitant just because of the inspirational aspect of your story. And my guest today is Amanda Klutz. Amanda is an Ohio native and brings her infectious and inspirational attitude to everything she does. A former Broadway dancer and Radio City Rockette, Amanda performed on a variety of stage, film, and TV production for 17 years. Amanda's love of dance and fitness led to her work and lead classes at one of New, York, New York's premier fitness studios with regularly sold out classes teaching upwards of 12 hours a day. In addition to the AK Fitness brand, Amanda and her sister launched an apparel company, Hooray for that celebrates positivity and donates proceeds to non-for-profit organizations worldwide. Amanda's first memoir, co-written with her sister, was released in June of 2021 and it is set to become a movie. The title, Live Your Life, tells of her 95-day struggle and love story with her husband, Nick Cordero. Most recently, Amanda wrote, executive produced, and starred in the CBS holiday movie, Fit for Christmas, in December of 2022. Her newest children's book, Tell Me Your Dreams, is out now. Klutz resides in Los Angeles with her son, Elvis. Welcome, Amanda. 
Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. So for those who don't know your story, tell us your kind of 95-day roller coaster that was so intense and really only, I think you can only truly know the intensity of it if you read the book, because what those of us who were kind of watching from the outside through Instagram saw is very um, different from what you experience day to day. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, well, uh, you know, it was March, 2020 and um, my late husband and I and our son Elvis um, were coming back from New York. We decided to finally move out of our apartment there and, and make Los Angeles our home. And a couple of days after we got back, Nick got sick and, but wasn't sick. He was just tired, laying on the couch and, and sleeping all the time. And then after like about a week of that, it progressed. And we finally took him to the emergency room because he was having a hard time breathing and he was admitted into the emergency room and quickly like 24 hours in right into the ICU and then put on a ventilator and tested for COVID and tested positive after three tests. And then um, he started to get better, a little bit better. And then right on the day that they were gonna take him off the ventilator and, and start to bring him back, um, he caught an, a hospital infection, got a fever and um, died on the table for two minutes. They resuscitated him, they put him on ECMO to save his life, it did. Um, but it also caused him to then have a blood clot in his leg and lose his leg. And then from then on for the next, uh, I don't know how many days, maybe from there, but, uh, for the next, you know, months of our lives, he was in the hospital battling, um, these in hospital infections and the, uh, reper rep repercussions of what COVID did to Nick's lungs and he could just never, never get better. It was just a constant battle of some things getting better and some things getting worse. And he ended up passing away on July 5th of 2020. So short. <laughs> yeah. And, and there were so many beautiful moments through this tragic time and so many tragic moments through, I mean, I found myself feeling so frustrated and angry at times for you and for what you were going through in terms of like all the limitations that were placed on you and everyone at that time. And then so hopeful. And I found myself even want like thinking, okay, is this going to end differently than I know how it's going to end? Because that's how much your hope and positivity came through. How do you think your positivity helped you through the worst time of your life? I mean, it was everything. It was uh, the first phone call I had with Nick's like lead doctor. He said, Amanda, if we stay positive, we have options. And if we're negative, we have no options. And I said to him, you know, doctoring, that's exactly how I live my life. I live my life thinking positively, um, even in negative situations, even on negative days. I'm like, okay, what's the positive here? What can I, you know, what can I, how can I turn this mood around? You know, at that point in time, you know, just losing Nick wasn't an option. He was 41 years old. He was perfectly healthy with no pre-existing health conditions. So it wasn't, 
my my outlook may have been different if he was 80 and had been dealing with illness but you know he was young and he was going to bounce back there was just no option for me even on day 85 i was still like he's going to make it i just kept thinking positively and even when the doctors really challenged you with that yeah yeah i, I yeah they they talked they I mean, I was told four times that Nick was going to die in an hour uh, to get to the hospital, that he wouldn't make it um, any, you know, much longer. Um, and he made it every time they told me to come to the hospital because to say goodbye. Um, they were very, they were, yes, seeing that side. But I, I will say in, in their defense, you know, hospitals, especially an ICU unit, um, deal with death on a daily basis. It's what, it's what they are used to. It's what they see a lot. And so they are very familiar with what it looks like and when it's around the corner. And I think, you know, they were, they were doing their best to be very honest with me, with how they were thinking. They, they just, they don't see death as I, I, I'm sure it hits them still, but you know, when you, when you're turning patients over and over and over again, like it does, it, it starts to maybe unfaze you a little bit. You know what I mean? So right. as they become I more found, desensitized to it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just, and I remember Dr. Ng saying that to me too. He's, uh, you know, he said, Amanda, I see you doctors see death on a daily basis. So that's where they're coming from, you know? Um, but you know, I just, just, I, I don't like to be told no in my daily life. So I wasn't <laughs> when it came to my husband's life. For those of you who have reached out on Patreon and donated, thank you so much for heeding that call. Thank you. If you have not yet supported the podcast, please go to Patreon, put in Dr. Amy Robbins, and there is an opportunity to support at whatever feels comfortable for you. It helps me with the production costs. My small, very small, but mighty team, it helps keep all of that running. So if you are a fan of the podcast, please consider donating whatever feels good to you. $5 a month, $20 a month, please take a minute and donate. Also, I am so excited that my course that I have been working on for years is getting ready, We're getting closer. It will be launched at some point this year. So if you're interested, please go ahead and put yourself on the wait list on my website at dramyrobbins.com. Also, if you happen to have any companies that you think are aligned with the vibe of this podcast, I'm looking for sponsorships as well. And the best thing you can do to help this podcast is to spread it via word of mouth. I know so many of you have already said, I've shared this with my friend or even therapists have shared it with their patients and patients have shared it with therapists. If you love the podcast, please, please share it. We have an online global reach here. So go ahead, tell your friends, tell your family, rate and review the podcast. Just spread the word so we can continue spreading messages of love and light and consciousness and awareness and science and spirituality and just how to live the most meaningful life that you possibly can. Please support Life, Death, and the Space Between. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bumble and Bumble Seaweed's invigorating shower ritual feels like an escape. Start with nutrient-infused shampoo and conditioner. The formula, infused with royal sugar kelp, green microalgae, and Pacific sea kelp, helps keep your scalp hydrated. Then, open your jar of seaweed whipped scalp scrub to add two times more shine to your hair instantly. And before you head out, use seaweed air dry cream to give your hair that effortless beach look. Make your shower feel like an oasis with the Bumble and Bumble Seaweed Collection. Dive in now at bumbleandbumble.com. And what do you think? I mean, I was so struck by the power of your love and how even in those darkest moments when they would tell you, come on in because they would let you in if he was, if they thought this was going to be it. And so they thought he was dying. They thought he had hours to live and you would come in and can you tell everybody what you would do and how things then would shift despite what the doctors had told you? Cause it's yeah. pretty amazing when we think about the human spirit and what it means to feel love and to receive love and how love is healing. I mean, we say those words. Yeah. But I feel like what you were doing actually really exemplified how that how that worked. Yeah, you know, Nick is uh, Nick was a very collaborative person. He needed he was an extrovert. He needed people around him. So the the idea of him lying in his hospital bed, especially during COVID, all alone, restricted, nobody there to touch him, to talk to him. You know, I knew that was killing his spirit. I knew it. I could feel it. So anytime they would allow me to go in and be by him and I would sit by him and I would hold his hand and I would tell him, not today, honey, not today. Come on, babe. You can do this. You got to fight for me. He would. He would fight. I could feel it. I could see it. His numbers would get better and he would live. And, you know, I was doing anything and everything. I was playing him music that I knew he would love. I was singing. I was dancing. I was cheering him on. I was giving him speeches. I was reading to him. Um, and towards the end when his late mother, um, mm, I was, saw that she just passed away too. 
Yeah. When she was allowed in with me, she did the same, you know, she would read to him and talk to him and keep him company. And, you know, it is the power of love, the power of having somebody hold your hand, the power of having somebody stand beside you, sit beside you and cheer you on. It's everything. I mean, if you're trying to fight for your life and you feel like no one's around, how easy is it to give up? And uh, so he, I think he definitely felt our energy there. Anybody who was there rooting him on. Um, and I, and I think truly believe he felt the energy of everybody singing with me to every day at 3 PM. I think he felt that too. That, that was such a powerful energy that I think he felt it. He knew it. Mm-hmm. Well, and you, you really engaged the world in your story. And at the end of your book, you talk about how I forget if it was who you said it to, maybe your friend, Rachel, or that when, you know, why did this sort of go on for as long as it did? And it really struck me that I think someone said back to you, well, if it, if it happened when you brought him in March and he died in April or he died, you know, within days, no one would have known your story and your story really captivated the world at that time. Yeah. I mean, it was, I think about that a lot. It it was, it was kind of helpful, uh, a helpful thought once he passed that, yeah, if he would have died on the table that day, April 10th, before, you know, if they wouldn't have been able to save his life with ECMO, no one would have known his music. You know, he, no one would have been singing his song. Um, he wouldn't have died a rock star the way he was, you know, trying to become a rock star at the end of his life. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think there were many times that he could have given up and, and probably thrown in the towel, but I, I think he could feel everything that was sort of happening, um, and wanted to make sure that Elvis and I were in a good place. In fact, uh, after he died, I, I got a DM from, uh, I don't know if she was a medium or, or what she would, she may have said she was a medium, but she said that Nick had come to her and that she felt very responsible to tell me some things. And so I called her and we were chatting and she said, she was like, he wants you to know that he waited as long as he possibly could to make sure that you and Elvis were going to be okay. And I felt that I really did. And and when he passed, our new home was ready to move into thanks to our, the GoFundMe account that was started for us. Um, I, I had gotten 95 days to be with him and to say goodbye. People knew who he was. They were singing his song. He was a rock star when he passed. I had gotten really close with his mom and his family, something that was he he hoped and dreamed would happen. But how do you do that when people live in Toronto and Los Angeles, other than coming together when somebody is uh, in the hospital and you need that support? So there were a lot of things that um, happened because of how long he was in the hospital that I think Nick knew and 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 left when he was like, OK, I everything's OK. Mm hmm. Well, and the support of your family too. Like it was just to see how your whole family rallied around you and Elvis, your sister, who I love following in Paris, because I was just there in November with my daughter. And it's, 
fun to see her jaunts all over Paris. Um, and, and your brother who the world kind of fell in love with, um, in terms of how he stepped into the role of, of basically like a father figure to Elvis. Oh yeah. Yeah. My brother, my brother was amazing. I mean, my whole family was amazing. It was, it was, uh, all hands on deck. Um, we, you know, like an army going in and, and saving somebody. And I didn't realize, especially when Todd arrived, I didn't realize how much I needed help um, until he arrived. Cause I was single mom in it, you know, quarantining in this little cabin and so much was going on. And I was trying to maintain my business and I was trying to talk to the doctors all the time and trying to be a mom. And uh, it was a lot. And you know, dishes were piled up and boxes were piling up and food was piling up and I couldn't handle it all. And he came in and just like rescued us and mm -hmm. then and then ended up my mom and dad coming. It was, yeah, thank God for family. Well, and also I thought it was interesting, the perspective shifts that then you had on your relationship with your siblings, especially with him, because he had, it sounded like he had felt a little bit left out you know, with the, <laughs> with the four sisters, you know, sharing everything. And now, and it seemed like he, you know, again, from the outside looking in on Instagram only, which is only one version of the story, it seemed like this amazing big brother who was always there, which it sounds like he was, but this really shifted the nature of the relationship. Yeah, it did. It really did. I mean, I, you know, as you get older and you're all living in different cities you, it's hard to, I mean, we are very, very close. My siblings and my mom and dad, our family, very, very close, yeah. but you know, you still live cities apart and you have your lives. And, um, there would never be a time where my brother would pick up and leave his family and come down and live with Elvis and I for, you know, three months, uh, and Anna to leave Paris and just come live with us. So um, it was a very, very special time and we got even closer and, uh, and it was, it was wonderful. It, it, it's funny because we often, it, when Anna, Todd and I especially are together, we're like, I wish we could live together again because we really all did live together very well. And it was really fun. Despite the horrible time we were going through, we really laughed a lot and, and danced and hung out and, and you know, told jokes and were being silly and playing games. I mean, just like we were kids again. And it was really, it was a, you know, huge silver lining through all of it. Can you talk a little bit, because I like the spirituality piece, and then we'll get into the this adorable suite. I wish my kids were still itty bitty so I could read this to them. Um, can you speak a little bit about some of the I mean, you talked a little about some synchronicities, but there were some real interesting kind of biblical references during Nick's illness that were pretty mind blowing. Oh. And then I'm also curious. Well, let's start there. <laughs> yeah, there were, um, you know, he died on the table on Good Friday um, and was like sort of, you know, back to life from ECMO uh, the next day and on, on Easter Sunday, um, there was the whole, uh, good shepherd Sunday with when he lost his leg and 
it happened to be Good Shepherd Sunday, which is uh, the story of when Jesus goes in, and gets the lamb that has lost its leg and carries it back home. Um, the 40 days, I, I, there was a, a 40 days thing. And then the 40 days, you know, with, with, um, uh, in the Bible, um, yeah, lots of, lots of weird little, uh, coincidences that I don't know, either I found or, or were there, but they were there and, you know, it's, it's, it was, a, it was crazy. What have been some of the signs and synchronicities since Nick died? And what do you believe? I mean, I know you had people reaching out everything from mediums, energy healers, like the whole thing. Everybody was probably had like a cure for what ailed Nick. Um, but do you, did you, what do you believe now? What did you believe? Have your beliefs shifted and changed? You mean about like where we go after we die mm -hmm. and what, and the synchronicities and signs you've gotten from him? Um, I've gotten many, many, many signs. I can talk to him. And if I ask for, I talk to him all the time. And if I ask him for a, an answer, like if I ask a very direct question and I want an answer, he will give it to me. It's very crazy. Um, he, I have felt his energy in Elvis uh, a couple of times, but a very profound two times. One is in the book. One was when Elvis was two years old. Um, I have Can you share some of those? Can you share? I remember this because I think you posted this on Instagram. I actually think that might be when I reached out to you the first time because I was oh, like, yeah. holy uh, cow. The shortened uh, one, I was getting Elvis out of the car seat, um, headed into uh, or putting him in the car seat after teaching a class. And uh, I'm locking him in the car seat and I could there's like something that just like a shifted in his energy. Like and, and I it was not his energy anymore. And I can say that because you're a parent, you know, your child's two two year old energy. Okay. <laughs> The energy that swooped over Elvis was Nick's energy. It was a 41-year-old man. And he locked eyes with me, and it was as if I was looking at Nick. And all of a sudden, Elvis grabbed my face and was just like feeling my like feeling my face, my eyes, my eyebrows, my chin my nose. I'm again, he's two years old, two year olds do not do this. Like pulling me closer and like, look like, hold, like feeling my face. And I was like, and I started, I was like, hi, I, I knew it was Nick. I mean, so that probably sounds so weird. No, no, not but, my listeners. <laughs> okay, good. And then, um, and then he, Elvis took my hand my my wedding ring hand and at the time I was still wearing my ring and he hold, held my hand like this made eye contact with me and then kissed my ring while keeping eye contact with me and then let my hand go and then energy completely left him and he went back to being a two-year-old energy I mean that was that's just one of the examples I still get chills talking about it, it me too so I have the goosebumps it was, and my girlfriend 
happened to be right there. And as soon as I felt the energy shift and Elvis like pressing on my face, I was like, Lauren, get over here, Lauren. And so she saw it too. So I know I'm not crazy because it was just, it was like the movie ghost. It was crazy. And I've had, I've had three beautiful dreams of him that felt like he was right there. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. He talks to me all the time. He's always around. I would say what has changed? I'm still, I'm still religious and I still believe in heaven and I believe in God and I believe in Jesus. And I, and I, I believe in all of those things. I think I felt in the hospital that Nick and God were talking. I could feel it. It was very strange. Nick was not a believer. And there were many a times where I felt like they were talking to each other and mm -hmm. God, like, you think you can do this on your own? And Nick was like, no, I got medicine. And then all the medical advice would say, well, we can't help you anymore. And then he would almost be dying. And then he wouldn't die. And I'd be sitting in the room holding his hand. And the energy in the room was literally, it just felt like they were having a conversation together. Mm -hmm. um, again, really beautiful. And I, and I feel like since he's passed, his energy is around me all the time. And I don't think our energy goes away. And I think, I think that's what I've sort of changed in my idea of, mm -hmm. I don't know where, I don't know if I think of heaven as like some, some place way up high in the sky. I think it's like maybe all around us. Maybe I'm not exactly sure, but I just, I feel like what I can definitely say is I feel like the energy of somebody that we lose does not go away and it is a light and that light never never leaves that's an, that's a pretty profound experience and it sounds like not the only one yeah yeah I've it's been so many times that I feel like I don't know that's that's just kind of how I yeah no I was just gonna say you know and, and a lot of a lot of the things that like you know uh, energy workers or uh, mediums have told me since is like that they they see his light they they have described to me the colors of his light and when I have personally seen Nick's light it exact it's exactly what they have uh, described to me so yeah I don't know I I I, I believe in all that now mm -hmm. I think it works together. I'm not saying it changed my belief. I think it just like furthered my belief and works together. Mm -hmm. You talked about visits in your dreams and your new kids book is tell me your dreams. And little Elvis was just one when Nick died and he was nine months when Nick went into the hospital. So his conscious memories of Nick are pretty limited. What in this book sort of what is your goal? Because I think so often, at least I get this question as a therapist and from the show is how do you talk to little kids about this, especially when he never knew his dad? Yeah. How are you going to talk to him about what happened and how do can people use this book as a real guide to, to help them? Yeah, you know, I, I just, since Nick passed, made it a very conscious effort to always talk about Dada. Um, so that it was never 
like a taboo topic for Elvis. I would play Nick's songs a lot. I would talk about Dada would tickle you this way. Dada would kiss you this way. Dada used to love carrots and he would eat them this way. Um, so that was like sort of right after Nick passed away. And then, you know, as Elvis has gotten older and, you know, he's in preschool and he's starting to understand that a lot of kids have dads and he doesn't. I just was very honest with him. And I, I just said, you know, our daddy died and he got sick and he went to the hospital, but he loved you so much. And he's always, always around you. And you can talk to him anytime you want to. And that's about as far as we've gone right now. I think with this book and I, and I, I wasn't thinking of this when I did it, but I think it's just how I am always trying to include Nick in, in our lives and what we do so that Elvis feels like he has a dad is it, during this bedtime routine. I just was, I was like, well, Elvis could go on a big adventure every night in his dreams. As I was like, you know, asking him if he wanted me to tell him his dream. And then in that second, I was like, he goes on the dream with dad. And then every night, maybe, you know, that's his time with dad is in his dreams. And I have nothing to do with it. I'm not a part of it. I put him in his crib. And in the morning, I get to wake him up and ask him, what did you do with dad last night in your dreams? And, um, and so I just, that's what I started doing, because I just, I'm constantly trying to think of ways that he can connect with Nick or learn to connect with Nick or feel like he can connect with Nick. And since I've been visited by Nick in my dreams three times, I can only imagine he's visited Elvis too. And Elvis just doesn't know. Oh, probably like every night they're hanging yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. So why not, why not encourage your child to a dream, to dream the most silly and fantastical dreams, go on the biggest adventures you can in your dreams believe that you can do anything and, and have fun and, and see anyone really. And so I think what I later learned after being published is yes, this book is a great tool for any parent that is having a hard time talking to their child about loss. You know, it could be a grandparent, it can be a parent, a sibling, a friend. Pets. I think pet. kids yeah. lose pets often and parents you don't know. Exactly. Use it as, you know, yes, read this book. But then I've had some beautiful DMs of people going, I read my, your book to my kid. And then I say, do you want me to tell you your dream? And they make up a dream with their person in their life that they've lost. Mm. And, um, and I was like, oh my God, that's so beautiful. And so I love that parents can use this as a tool for their child to encourage them to meet up with these people that they've lost in their dreams. And listen, children's books are for adults. So use it for yourself too. believe that you can go to sleep and see your, you know, your mom, your dad, whoever you've lost in your life that you're, you know, hoping to see. Cause I think they, I really do believe they come to us in our dreams. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like setting an intention, right? You're setting that intention to connect in that space and, it's so beautiful to to invite that in. And that's one of the things I talk about a lot here is how you can connect with your loved ones, even when they're not in a physical body anymore. 
and right. dreams and visits are an easy, accessible inroad for our loved ones, but also for us because of, of our brain waves and where they are when we're sleeping and how we're not overthinking everything like we are in our waking, yeah. waking life. Yeah. No, ironically, all the dreams I've had of Nick are when I'm on vacation. It's like day four of vacation when I'm actually relaxed and able to receive information. I have a dream of him. It's very crazy. It's always and only when I'm completely relaxed and rested. Mm -hmm. So how are you doing now? Where where are you in your life in terms of of all of this? You know, so traumatic. You're young. You're it's, it's, it was, you know, I've, I've had friends who have lost husbands and wives and it's such a, and patients who have lost husbands and wives and it's a long journey. Yeah, it is a long journey. I, I would say the journey is always, always forever. on. Right. Yeah. Very <laughs> forever. I think, especially when you have a young child that you're raising because, um, you know, everything that he does, I, you know, just either reminds you of Nick or you wish that, you know, I wish that Nick was there to see it or, you know, or, or be with me to hold my hand or be with me to help me through it or uh, to have help through it. Um, so, you know, the journey is never ending um, for sure. But I would say, that I'm doing good. I mean, I I just have constantly tried to keep moving forward. I I I think death teaches you how to live. And I know Nick would want me to live my life to the fullest and do anything and everything I possibly could. So I I have a very like you know what, I'm just going to do it or I'm just going to write that email or I'm going to go on the trip or I'm going to do this tonight, or I'm going to say what I feel because we don't know what our last day here on this earth is. And so I just really kind of have a, a spirit for that, you know, immediacy because why not kind of lifestyle now? And I, I like it. So I, I'm doing good. You know, you find strength in, in a lot of different ways when you're challenged with weakness. What are your thoughts on the words to Nick's song, Live Your Life? Well, you know, it's a breakup song. <laughs> it's a it's a song. We actually wrote it together, sort of. He didn't have lyrics to this song. And we were up on a little weekend getaway in Hudson, New York. And he always would like bebop around the lyrics. And I finally was so sick of hearing him improvise, like, you know, with doodops and bebops that I was like, <laughs> okay, get a pen and paper and we're going to write the lyrics to this song. And I like made him sit down and like, we, you know, opened a bottle of wine and we like wrote the lyrics to this song. It is about two people that don't, work out and go have to go live their lives and if stars align they'll come back together the but i think what's beautiful about songs and song lyrics is that a song can be written for you know that with that idea in mind and then it can turn into what it turned into with the pandemic which was 
because life was on the line, it was live your life. And it it held a me it held a, a completely different meaning of like go for it, go for your dreams, live your life, um, cheer people on, love people. So it's so beautiful to think of how a song can have two completely different meanings and and still resonate in both ways, you know? Yeah, because I would have never thought, I want to go back and reread the lyrics again, because I looked up the lyrics. I would have never thought that that would have been the, the, it, it, the, a breakup song. It's like a Rorschach test, right? Like you see it through kind of the lens with which you're looking at it. And yeah. it really seemed like it was written to be sung in this way for all these people across the world. Yeah. And, and the meaning of that, living your life. Yeah. And not only that, but he left the house one day with his cousin, who is a uh, really great photographer, and they were going to go shoot the cover for this song. And they came back and he's showing me the photos. And I was like, okay. I was like, honey, you want to like stand in a cemetery with your guitar in front of graves for the cover of this release of your first song, Live Your Life? And he was like, yeah, that's the like, that's the juxtaposition of it. And I was like, I mean, it wouldn't be what I would choose, but okay. And so the fact that it became this like anthem for during COVID for him to survive and he chose years before that to stand in a cemetery with his guitar for the cover of Live Your Life is crazy. Yeah, there and there were so many of those crazy. Yes, over and over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, Amanda, you I know are loved by so many people who don't even didn't even know you, don't know you because of your sunshine um, and positivity. And it is as real as everybody experiences it. You know, on Instagram, it is as real when you're speaking face to face with you. So thank you for really bringing people together, even though I know that wasn't the intention at a time when the world needed positivity and light and love and hope, even in the darkest of hours. And you gave us that in the darkest of your own hours. And I think watching watching Elvis, even though I don't know Elvis, I feel like I know Elvis grow up and watch his little trucks come by every day and was just, it, you, you opened yourself up in a way and you were vulnerable and it was beautiful to see. And this book is so, the book, Live Your Life, My Story of Loving and Losing Nick Cordero is beautiful and honest and genuine. And it's, it, I think I got the book on Friday, it's Monday. And I downloaded it and was reading it. So if I was in a place where I could listen, I was downloading it. And if it was drying my hair, I was flipping it and reading it. I got through it for today. But it was it was a book I couldn't put, put down, even though I knew how the story ended. It was like I wanted to know the details and I wanted to like to really see kind of what you went through because it was again, watching only on Instagram, it was one version of the story. And this is just so powerful. And then tell me your dreams, which is out now. Um, where can people find all of this, all these goodies? And where can yeah. they find you? Because your life has 
taken a completely different trajectory too, I think, since all of this happened. Thank you. Well, you can follow me on my Instagram at Amanda Klutz. Um, I have a fitness company, Amanda Klutz Fitness. I'm on TV every day on the talk on CBS. And um, you can find my books on on Amazon at Barnes and Noble. And then also, you know, go support your independent bookstores because it's there too. And that's always important. Um, so yeah. And you can watch, can you, can they watch you on Dancing with the Stars, like rerun, reruns? Like how am I dating myself with reruns? Like even- YouTube has all the, all the dances. Yeah. Yeah. Which was beautiful to watch. Cause you were, you made it. Were you the last two or three? I was in the finals. I was at the finale, the four last couples. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So That's- you made it almost all the way there. Yes. yes. Which was also super emotional to watch. So You definitely have a fan in me and thank you so much for your time today and for spreading your light in this world. Thank you so much. So nice to meet you, Amy. You too. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.